0: Well, Happy New Year, everyone. You know, for me, growing up, New Year's Day looked a lot like Christmas. Um, we still gathered as a family, and mum's roast dinner and amazing dessert were served up again, much to my delight. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of seen New Year's Day as more of an opportunity to look back on the year that's passed and to kind of ask some questions of myself going forward, you know, maybe make some resolutions that'll hopefully last longer than a week, Right. Well, this morning, I'd like for us to consider a parable of Jesus that I think poses some great questions for us as we stand on the edge of a new year. So let's read together. I'm going to look uh, in Luke 6, starting to read from verse 46. So why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who put his house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. As he so often does, Jesus uses an everyday example to communicate a deep truth. And here we have a story of two men, two houses, two decisions, and two outcomes. And as I mentioned within this story, I think Jesus gives us some helpful questions when it comes to thinking about our lives in the year ahead. So the first question is this, are we listening to Jesus? Did you notice that this was kind of the common trait between the builders and the story? You know, they both listened to Jesus' words, and yet something caused them to choose different paths from that point. One of my favorite Disney Pixar movies is Cars. It's a story about a famous young race car, Lightning McQueen, who ends up lost in a rundown town uh, just off of Route 66. And there's a dirt track outside of the town that he's trying to master, particularly one tight turn, Duck Hudson, the town judge and former Piston Cup winner, attempts to coach McQueen on how to take the turn. McQueen kind of hears him out, but just blows him off. You know, he was listening, but his pride stood in the way of any real application. And while we might not be all as openly prideful as Lightning McQueen, we have to be mindful that we aren't listening to Jesus with an underlying sense that we know what's best. It's possible for us to listen to sermons and podcasts or go to Bible studies and take it all in as helpful information, but never apply it as personal transformation. We see this dynamic again and again in the Bible. Um, Think of the Israelites consistently turning away from God, or the kings of the Old Testament that we've been learning about this fall, or the first century religious teachers who opposed Jesus. Despite God speaking and their listening, They all chose a different direction. So here's the thing. True listening that leads to application, it requires humility. To put it simply, moving from listening to living has to do with trusting God and coming humbly before him. So a good question to start any year is, are you listening to God? And perhaps a follow-up question is, how are we listening? Are we listening to, to live? maybe your question today is, well, I'm up for listening to God, but how is he speaking? I mean, what does God sound like? Well, God speaks today through various means, primarily through the Bible, you know, an amazing collection of books written over 1400 years, inspired and collated by God through everyday people like you and me. And if we're open, we can be encouraged and challenged, reassured and reminded through his word. It's where we learn of who God is and what he's done and what he's promised to do. It's where we learn of how we should live, how we were made to live. But perhaps you're at the beginning of this year with more specific questions hanging over your life. You know, where's my next job going to come from? And how do I mend this relationship? How am I going to meet my monthly budget? I believe God speaks into these areas of our lives too. You know, it's seldom writing in the sky or an angel in the room often through trusted counsel of fellow followers of Jesus or through circumstances out of your control, kind of divine coincidences, as it were. For me, it's one of the most wonderful aspects of being in relationship with God, that we can be led by him and know his direction in our lives. So God is speaking to us today. Are we, are we listening? Second question is this, are we living like Jesus? In this passage we read today, Jesus is closing the Sermon on the Mount. And this, in many ways, is Jesus' life sermon. It's a historic group of teachings where God himself shares how we're made to live as his followers. And Jesus concludes his message with something that kind of ties the whole thing together. And verse 46 gives us a clue as to what that is. So He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? His audience had just heard teaching directly from God himself. And yet Jesus finishes it all by saying, following me is more than listening. It's more than learning. It has to do with living. Have you ever known a child that loves to clean their room? It feels like kind of you're more likely to see Elvis in your local fairway, probably. Um, Imagine my child's room is a mess, which I know it's kind of hard to imagine, but just go with me here. Imagine I say, okay, bud, go and clean your room. You know, it's a mess. And he comes back later and he says, well, uh, I say, well, did you clean your room? And he replies, dad, I spent some time thinking about what you said. I even wrote it in my journal. I actually brought some friends over to discuss what you said. And we all felt encouraged and challenged by it. But he never actually cleans his room. It would be kind of bizarre, right? The point of the direction was for him to apply what was said. And this is what Jesus is teaching us here. Following him just isn't about listening or learning, but it's about actually living it out. I saw something recently in a passage that uh, personally really challenged me. I'd read these verses a number of times, and yet it struck me in a new way. It was in Luke 3 where some people came to see John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, Now, John had become a popular figure due to his kind of unique demeanor and his challenging teaching, and yet what struck me was that what John taught them, people thought that getting baptized would make them right with God somehow, that some water in their skin was what God was kind of looking for, but listen to what John says. This is in Luke 3, uh, reading from verse 10. What should we do then? The crowd asked. And John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they said, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you're required to, he told them. And then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. Now, notice he he doesn't challenge them on a pop quiz, you know, uh, on the Old Testament, but rather he challenges them on how they're they're living. This is all really practical. Cyprian of Carthage, a third century church leader, he once wrote this. He said, We know virtues by their practice rather than through their boasting of them. We do not speak great things, but we, we live them. Guys, we have to be careful that we don't solely gauge our or others' spiritual maturity on Bible knowledge, gifting, or, or presence at groups or events alone. I'm not saying that those things can't be signs of closeness with Jesus, but the presence of those things doesn't necessarily mean that we're living like Jesus. Think of it this way. I'm a parent of young children, and you know, I can read books about parenting. I can listen to podcasts about parenting. I can even try and host like a community group on parenting. But that's not really the gauge of my ability as a parent, right? That is when you look at how I am, am acting, interacting with my children as a father. And it's the same thing with us in our walk with Jesus. We can do all these things, and those things are good, like reading books or listening to podcasts or um, going to studies and things like that. But actually, Jesus is asking us, how are we living? And that's what John was encouraging them in Luke 3. What were you doing on New Year's Eve 1999? Uh, maybe you weren't even alive at that point, but um, it was an interesting time in the world. You know, we were on the verge of a new century, but we were also facing this potential global enemy called the Millennium Bug. You know, anybody remember this? The Millennium Bug was a flaw in many computers around the world where their programs only recognized the last two digits of any year. So there was grave concern moving from 99 to 00 that computers were going to think it was like the 1900s. You know, and uh, catastrophic effects would happen on banking and power plants, transportation. Now, Thankfully, none of that happened. But nevertheless, entering a new year has a degree of uncertainty to it. You know, each year can bring uncertain things. Sometimes it's things of joy, but sometimes it's things of sadness and pain. And looking at the parable here, we see the unexpected. We see this traumatic event. You know, the foundations of these houses are tested. And Jesus said that. He said, storms will come. That is a given. So the question is, what is your life built upon? Kind of makes me think of this house. This photo was taken along the coast of Texas after Hurricane Ike hit in 2008. And roughly 200 houses were swept away in Gilchrist, Texas. But this one stood firm. Kind of makes you think, what was this house built on? And he was the company that built it, Right. But what is your life built on? Maybe some questions that are helpful to to ask in this is, what am I banking on when hardships hit? You know, or when life seems to be crumbling, who or or what am I leaning on? But Jesus invites us to build our lives on him. He says this in verses 47 and 48. As for anyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I'll show you what they're like. They're like a man building a house you dug dine deep. And laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck that house, but it couldn't shake it because it was well built. Okay, first thing to notice here the wise man had to dig down deep. You know, building a life that's stable and steadfast isn't necessarily the easiest path. There is a a way that seems easier to us, perhaps more comfortable or more desirable. And yet, Jesus invites us to find true life, living the way he made us to live. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that way might always be the easiest way, but when we follow after Jesus, we step into a life that we were made to live. Second, when we consistently obey Jesus' commands, our lives change, but so do our hearts and our minds. Living Jesus' way creates a firm foundation in our lives, just like the man building his house on the rock. When we consistently obey God, there's, a, there's like a reinforcing of our hearts and our minds that occurs. There's a development of perseverance and resilience in us. Faithfulness to Jesus develops strong hearts and stable minds, you see. The winds of worry and uncertainty may blow against us, but we will stand in the midst of it. Third, we're invited to build our lives on the teachings of Jesus, but also on the person of Jesus. See, notice in this parable that when the weather was fine, both houses, they both stood, and in fact, on the outside, they probably looked identical. Yet when those houses were battered with winds and flood water, the structures searched for a firm foundation to hold to. And one held firm, grounded in rock, the other gave way, grounded in sand. So what happens when chaos breaks loose in our lives? We're driven to search for something stable to cling to, like those houses we reach down into whatever foundation we've built our lives upon. Our hearts and our minds, they reach out for peace and for hope, security, strength and comfort and reassurance. So what kind of foundation do we find? Well, we can build our lives on our accomplishments or money or possessions or relationships. But those are kind of like the sand that Jesus is talking about. Not that they don't have a place in our lives and that those things aren't important, but they don't really work as the foundation of our lives. What we need in a foundation is something that transcends seasons, something that it's stronger than life's storms, something or someone we can depend on. Jesus is teaching us when we put our life roots down in him, the eternal, good, all-powerful, loving God, We find a rock to root ourselves in. One we can look to for strength and direction and peace, comfort, and a future when all seems lost. He is the rock that will enable us to stand when the storms hit. So Jesus' story about these two men, it provides us with some great questions for New Year's Day, I think. Firstly, are we listening to him um, through the Bible um, through the Holy Spirit, through the counsel of others, are we living like Him? Is it actually translating into the way we live? And last, are we building our life on Him? Just one last thing on this: Jesus is inviting us into relationship ultimately with Him. Because you see, I mean, you look at the Pharisees in in, in the New Testament. That's kind of what obedience looks like without relationship. It's kind of empty. It doesn't go so well. It's not what Jesus is inviting you into this uh, this new year. He's inviting you into relationship with him. So yes, there is obedience, but it's motivated by genuine love and trust. So maybe take some time just to consider these questions as you head into 2023. Happy New Year, Ridge hope this is a good year for you and your family. Thanks for joining us today and listening to our weekly podcast. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship here at The Ridge. If you would like to dig a little deeper into what we've been talking about today, uh, be sure to check out Beyond the Sermon. This is a weekly devotional that goes out after second service on Sunday. There you'll find the scripture that we've been looking at, some questions for you to to dive into, but then there's also a discussion uh, that I have with whoever is teaching that Sunday. and We just dive deeper into different themes and topics from the sermon. If you've enjoyed our podcast, feel free to share it with your friends and also